What's up, everybody? This is Abe, and you're listening to Verbally Challenged. Like, it would have been a wonderful love story had they not been related or crazy. <laughs> like, it, it, it would have been totally fine, and everyone would have been cool with how things went there. But because it was literally the opposite of how that story normally plays out, people are like, this is bullshit. Like, they had all this character development, they just threw it out. And like, well, really, they didn't. It just didn't go the way that you wanted it to go or expected it to go. Challenged back with one of my regular co-hosts, Paul C. What's up, dude? What's up? What's up? What's going on? Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you very much. It's, it's been a it's been a nice birthday weekend. I'm 40 now, so uh, <laughs> oh shit, that's a milestone. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, I'm old, and what would I rather do when I turn 40? Sit and talk about stuff with you. That's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I appreciate it, man. That's me. That's gonna be me next year. For I'm 40 next year, so I'm just trailing behind you, right behind you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you had a good uh, birthday weekend. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me here on Verbally Challenged. Um, let's talk about a uh, Game of Thrones, man, because uh, the finale just recently wrapped up. There's a lot of mixed emotions out there. Um, uh, you know, to anybody that's listening, we're going to get into spoiler territory. So if you haven't watched the show, um, I recommend that you go back and watch it. Um, I think Paul would agree. Absolutely. Um, you know, check the show out. It's definitely one of the better shows on television, um, you know, through HBO. And there's, you know, through other means, I'm sure you'd be able to catch it. And um, give it a watch. Uh, it took me a, a couple of times to get into it, uh, but I'm glad I did. And we could actually kind of discuss that uh, before we get into like the events of what happened in this final season. How familiar are you with the franchise? Or did you watch it from the beginning? Did you have you read the books? Like, uh, what's your level of familiarity with it? Uh, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty well versed in it. Um, I've read the first four books. Um, I think I stopped there or either or I, I stopped at four. I don't remember there, um, but I have read um, a number of the books and I started watching um, after season one was over. I picked up the DVDs and got hooked on the first season and I've been watching straight um, ever since. So I am a big fan of the show, um, a big fan of what the show has been able to accomplish and kind of what it's done to kind of subvert the, the genre, really. And I think it is um, it's almost remarkable the impact that it's had on pop culture considering it's it's basically politics and fantasy mixed um more so than than most other things like there's a whole shit ton that's just based on politics but everybody in the world watches this show and uh, and rightfully so it's it's a very good show very entertaining and um just for what it's been able to do uh, i'm a big fan so i'm glad to be able to talk about this with you here Nice. So that's good. You're going to have a nice little level of insight then because you ha if you've read the books, um, you've been able to, to then compare, you know, from what you've read to what you've been seeing like on TV. Like how, how, how have you felt they've handled the comparison between the two? Have they adapted it pretty well? I think so. Um, see, so the for those who are unaware, if, if say you haven't seen the whole series or anything like that, um, they were able to follow the books for the first, I think it was six seasons, and then the last two seasons, um, they've gone, they they've done kind of what what anime tends to do when it's based off of a manga. They've they've gone past the source material, and then they have to kind of keep going because the show is so popular. They were never going to be able to let it end. They had to kind of keep it going and and get to an end point um, to let the show kind of close out. And I think they did remarkably well um, adapting the books where the where the books were there. Like they did a, the remarkable job of of there's like 50 characters, like 50 main characters in this show, mm -hmm. and each of them is part of a different family, and they each claim they they have their they feel they have their own claim to the throne and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of moving parts and a lot of people within each of those families that you're following, and yet remarkably, uh, I was able to keep it straight. Within the first, like within the first season, I, I actually knew who everybody was, and and looking back on it, it's it's crazy that that's the case. Again, given that there's so many characters and all that kind of stuff, um, and I guess that's a testament to the writing, certainly uh, George R. R. Martin's writing, um, in that 
the, his characters are so distinct and that he was able to kind of really craft these. So even if you don't know exactly who that character is, you know what he's about and you, and you know, you remember what he is um, and what, what he or she has been up to for the last few episodes. And then eventually, I think within just the first season, you 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 get really get to know and, and love or hate the characters enough that you know who everybody is, and um, and you can follow it all pretty clearly and pretty well. And yeah. so I, I think they've they were able to adapt what is uh, not on paper because it was it was on paper in a book. But like if if this were just like if somebody pitched this to me that it was going to be all this like geopolitical shit, I would have been mm -hmm. like hell no, I don't want to watch that. Mm -hmm. That's dumb. And they're like oh there's dragons though, and the dragons don't come in until like season four. I would have been like this is dumb. I really don't want to watch this. <laughs> but I love the show. It's great, super entertaining, and, and again, like I said, a lot a lot of what makes it so good is their ability to kind of subvert the what, what you think is going to happen like what, what you, you think you know where everything is going to go and and it goes the exact opposite way and again that's testament to to, to martin's writing on that because it was very very entertaining show <laughs> yeah dude I, I agree on that because you know they, they, like you said like 50 main characters it seems with the show so in season one when you start getting introduced and to those that aren't familiar with the books and haven't read it they're getting introduced to everybody here it is a lot to take in like it was a lot for me um especially since um and i've said it before like i wasn't really into like the whole like that fantasy back in the day type setting um so it was even harder for me to kind of get into it despite some of the the things i was watching and seeing like it wasn't until a little bit uh maybe like that fourth episode into season one uh uh with the golden crown scene towards the end of that <laughs> episode that i was really like oh shit you know and that's what really kind of got me paying attention um you know but it is a lot to take in which is why it's like i've always recommended everybody i know kind of recommends um you know kind of watching it multiple times because if you're just watching it once there's going to be kind of so many things you miss um and i was even watching uh on a recent trip down to va i was visiting and stayed over with my sister and she was watching through the series for the first time so i saw like the first few episodes of season two for the first time in a long time and there was some things that was going on I even remember you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's um you know it's so it's an interesting show in that way with their like you said there's a lot of moving pieces um and it's definitely like interesting to see like with the writing and everything it was very good um even though it's been criticized like towards the uh the later season saying that the writing hasn't been as on point as it was earlier uh on it with the introduction to those characters uh like you said you think the story's gonna go in a certain direction and it doesn't it goes in completely opposite direction uh <laughs> characters get killed off that you're like holy shit like i thought this was like the main character um you know there's so many things like that going on in the show it, it definitely kind of keeps your interest and i felt like once you got through season one and then season two and onward and onward i felt like it just cut kind of getting better as the show um rolled along it kind of found its legs and and, and really kind of once after that first season, like it's kind of almost that whole that whole pilot syndrome, or I call it pilot pox, where the first episode of a show is always the one where they got to introduce everything. So if you're watching a TV series, the first one is never the best episode quality wise because they got to do so much in that one episode. Same with Game of Thrones. I'd even say the first season really kind of. Uh, suffers is not the right word, but it has to deal with all that because, again, there's so many characters and there's so many moving pieces that they have to introduce uh, and so much mythology that they have to introduce to, to kind of show why everyone feels they have the claim to the throne that it is it is the first season is by far the, far, the hardest one to follow. Um, but, like, if you can get through that and and it's 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 still entertaining to watch it's not like you have to slog through it but i mean you get through that then 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 it all just everything will start to fall into place because it is it, it's it's almost remarkable how well they've been able to do that yep and yeah and i remember reading like that they said they basically translated like one book towards like each season i think there's five books out currently uh they're still waiting for, i think there's supposed to be two more coming out right yeah From, yeah writer and um and did you hear the rumor like that supposedly because supposedly he's still working on them but i had heard some rumor that supposedly the books are done and hbo asked them just to hold off on releasing them until they wrapped up the series first did you hear that rumor i did not but that's interesting uh that's a like i it's an interesting play if that's the if that's the case um 
I don't know how I feel about that or how I would feel about it. Either way, like if they if they did the books first, like if they were done and they released the books, I can see it. Like if if yeah, so, okay, so that does it makes sense if that's the case because uh, season seven and eight were when they started going without the books. I think uh, mm-hmm. if not, also season six. I don't remember exactly where um, that where that deviation came, but if they if if Martin released that next book and if there were any differences, everyone would all of a sudden, like, then it would be like a competition to like, everybody would either be pro book or pro show. And mm-hmm. then it would have caused a lot more debate and controversy um, uh, amongst like the fandom. And then it would like, there'd be a lot more people that would just, it, it would bring up a lot more negative press that, that then, then needed to be there. I think it is smart. If the books were done, it's smart to kind of do it this way. Um, because this way, uh, HBO gets their money. Martin gets his money for the residuals from the show, and then he'll get his money for the books. Like, it's better this way. I think if if they kind of release the books at the same time, then it would have split the audience and split the fandom, and yeah. then everybody would make just half the money. So you might as well get all the money, and then even more <laughs> of it later. So I get it now. I've, I've come to terms with it already. Now I've I've, I've justified it. I've pictured it, and it makes sense now. Yeah, if I mean, if that's the truth, it would be incredible. But that, like you know, supposedly just a rumor. I forgot where the source that I read it from, but uh, it said just don't be surprised. Like if you hear like an announcement, like in a few months, uh, where he announces, oh, okay, like you know, I guess book six is going to be released, you know, and then maybe a year after that, book here you go, book seven. Like supposedly that they're done. You know, and that it was HBO that asked them just to kind of keep a lid on it, hold and hold off until they were done uh, with the series. And, you know, and I've always heard that they, he gave them sort of like a roadmap of where he intended to go with the characters. But they, of yeah. course, you know, they went their own way, um, you know, knowing kind of where in, in what direction he kind of like intended. So. You know, so I mean, it's a very enjoyable series, man. Like, I, I accidentally blew something up for my sister because I thought she watched it and she was rewatching it. And I mentioned something that happened in season four, and she was like, "Oh, thanks, oh, bro." No. And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh, my bad." Yeah, I was like, "Trust me, you won't even. There's so much that you're gonna see, you won't even remember what I said." Is um, Purple Wedding? Did you did you spoil Purple Wedding for her? <laughs> yeah, almost, almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> so uh, it's it's just it's just so good and stuff like that. But I could kind of understand people's criticisms i guess of this last season because um the first i guess uh five to six seasons you could say uh with the full 10 episodes per season uh they were able to kind of take their time and and build up a lot of these storylines that they had going on in the series and uh it was a little jarring almost uh in these last couple of seasons where um you could tell that the the pace picked up uh, you know, pretty pretty rapidly from the pace that they were going before. Uh, how did you feel about that? Like when that started happening on the show, it didn't bother me when it happened, but it it absolutely did happen. And like like there was there was a, a definite change um, in kind of the speed and rapidity of how everything was going in the last two seasons. Um, the first seasons would really like like you said they they were ten ten episode seasons and they really let everything breathe. Um, so they like there's there would there would be like two or three episodes as they're as they're kind of on a boat going from one place to the other. Or if they're yep. if they're walking through the <laughs> desert, it would be like two or three episodes long. Yep. But you'd really get to hear all the dialogue and you get to hear everything about every everyone and it was and still engrossing enough that it all ended up being just character building for everything there. And kind of what happened is everybody got accustomed to that, myself included. So um, I, I was, I got really used to that. And that was one of the things that I ended up really enjoying about the show is that they let all the characters breathe and you get to really understand the motivations for everything that once they did go into the last two seasons. Um, and I would argue that like the, the, the speed and pace of, of how it went is how just about every other show in the world does things like mm-hmm. you don't need to necessarily be with them on the journey from one place to the other. You just need to know. So when they're in this place and the next they're in this place, and then that that's when the next thing actually happens. You don't need to see there and be there for the transition of it, but it is very jarring when you, when, when that happens, like when, when you go from one to the other, um, it is just all of a sudden like, well, what the hell happened here? Did he, are they teleporting to get there? Even though, like <laughs> I said, it's, it's very common, and that's how most shows do it. When you're in, when when you have been following these characters on on horseback, 
like, mm-hmm. literally, like literally going from one place to the other all of a sudden it's like wait a minute how do you get there what's going on here like it, it does seem weird and i remember at the very end of i think season seven or maybe it was even season six everyone's talking about like what the fuck Varus is he, he was he first he was over here in like i don't remember where he was at actually now that i, now that I think about it in Marine, maybe I, I don't know where he was, but he was he was over, no, he was over with like the with like the the Martells, and then now he's on the boat with Daenerys. Like, what happened there? Like, it it, it made no sense compared to normal. But it, it's you just you don't for once you don't need to be there during the journey. You just 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 know he got on the boat, and then now they're almost here. Like that's that's all the really important part is. Yeah, yeah, it really had like I really the where it really I noticed it like big time was like when I think it was like a season seven when they were battling the the White Walkers like up north like from uh from the wall and they were kind of like trapped like on that kind of island of ice uh-huh. and yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying and Daenerys was like I guess she was like Dragon's Gate or whatever like wherever she was at and she had to kind of come up from where she was they had to like get a message to her to like let her know that they were like in danger and then she had to like fly up yeah like, that message and then fly up from where she's at to come like save their ass and it all seemed to just like happen so fast yeah. um you know like so that's kind of like where it became noticeable and it was like whoa okay um but i, I don't mind like the heightened pace because it felt like things were okay like things were happening you know what i'm saying it's like oh okay like it's not that it, it the quicker pace i felt seemed to kind of help like the action and the things that were going on in the show um because yeah. because a lot of the show I feel was is like a lot of build up, a lot of build up, build up, build up, and then you get like a payoff. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? And and I felt like that last season, I guess season seven was like it was uh they weren't building up much. It was just a lot of whole lot of like quick build up and then payoff, quick build up, payoff. Um, you know, like you said, almost teleporting in a way instead of them spending one or two episodes traveling between uh, these long distances. Um, so I I didn't mind it. Uh, but I could get like why people were saying, oh maybe kind of maybe a little bit of character development gets sacrificed or whatnot. Um, I think maybe that's why people uh, were upset about this last season and what they did with Danny's character. Cause even though like all the signs were there and it, it was kind of like pointing to it um, because of the height and schedule of the series, uh, you know, they didn't really have the full amount of episodes to maybe let things uh, flesh out like a little bit more um, yeah. to maybe I, tell you to turn on that, you know? Right. I think that, in this this last season particularly, um, I think this is where it was probably the most detrimental to the story, um, in, the, in that they didn't have that kind of that that additional character build. Um, they they had to kind of move things along, and like like we talked about before, like you just said there, they, the groundwork has been laid for all of this stuff, um, mm-hmm. and and for for the turn for for Danny's turn, all all that kind of stuff, the groundwork has been laid, but but really because they had to move so quickly and because they were kind of jumping in time. And again, that's, it's weird to say that because they, they've been progressing at a normal pace instead of like really slowly, like they used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but because they've had to do that and they had to kind of get to the next important beat, they've had to kind of explain away things in almost throw away pieces of dialogue. And if you weren't paying attention, um, you, you, you could miss out on something that's important that would explain something that would make it so that, it's fully understandable that you'd be like, well, why the hell would she, why would she go crazy like this? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And why did she want to kill Varys already? Like that, that doesn't make sense there. But if you kind of do some inferring and if you really kind of pay attention to every line of dialogue, mm-hmm. then it, it all kind of clarifies things. But when you're used to, again, when you're used to six seasons, hour long episodes, 10 episodes each, where you don't really have to pay as much attention. You, you can miss a line or two and it's fine. You can still figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But when, when every line all of a sudden matters and you miss one, like I, I completely understand why people are like, that doesn't make any sense. That that's completely against character or whatever. Um, so I, I totally get that criticism. And I think that's probably really the, the only one that, that I find um, is a valid one. Cause it, cause it is something that, that did bother me too. And, it, and I did find it concerning a, a lot of people. Um, but I guess I guess part and parcel of that is when people say that these things happen, people have changed and and they didn't earn it or it's against character. Um, they either missed it and where it wasn't really, and, and when they did try to explain and they try to explain why someone is changing or things just didn't go the way that they expected them to go, and that's why they're upset. And in that case, 
that that's where I, I I'd be if you don't like it that's totally fine um but but I I could I could I could discuss that if you're open to the discussion I'd be more than happy to talk about these kinds of things with you so I, I've had kind of those discussions with my nephews and with my sisters because we were all talking about that uh, over the last couple of days too um and it's it's been some some interesting conversations that we've had I'll say <laughs> oh that's good yeah I haven't um since my sisters are still like I don't know if my uh if my my middle sister knows if if she watches that like i know my other sister does but she hasn't watched it all the way through so you know i know my girl didn't like the ending and kind of like the way it all wrapped up but i kind of explained my end of it and i'll explain it here too like i think you and me are probably like a more along like the same wavelength um you know just because uh, like you said, the groundwork's been laid. Uh, they had to kind of move things along. It was a shortened season. So it's like, again, every line counts. And um, I think the thing that gives this whole thing a pass with Danny and her character is the fact that of what they've built up the Targaryens to be throughout this entire series, which is like, you know, because of the way they do their business, you know, the incestuous relationships and shit like that. Um, Varys said it himself. Uh, they kind of reiterated it uh, during the season. Like he was like, hey, anytime a Targaryen is born, you know, the gods flip a coin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, and and so they're susceptible to to going mad, and um and there were just little subtle things that were happening this season with Danny there you could see um things were just kind of not really going her way, uh you know she wasn't getting the love from the people from Sansa you know when she arrived in Winterfell uh you know her army being sacrificed for the battle you know with the White Walkers um she took heavy losses there she lost Jorah you know she's been betrayed by I guess you could say Tyrion and yeah, uh, all, of, all of her main advisors people know. that she relies on to to get her through this have, have all really betrayed her and 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 i mean it's basically treason what they've been doing yeah you know and i think the only thing that does it a disservice is that because it's just such a heightened pace you don't get to see it stewing and marinating so if they would have right. i felt like if they would have had the full 10 episodes um of you know for the last two seasons you could have seen a little bit more of this going on you know what i'm saying a little bit more of that descent um before it actually happened in that climatic yeah. battle at king's landing um yeah. but i but i totally get like what they were trying to do with it like you know what i'm saying again be just because of the heightened pace we just didn't get to see it stew and play out oh it just had to kind of happen you know it just right it's like so so one of the biggest things that the people um that, that i've heard people complain about is that is that danny's flip to the to the becoming the mad queen was just way too fast and, and it wasn't earned and it, it totally changed her character and why would she, why did she kill Varys or anything like that and i think those two those two particularly are very very closely tied because um the reasoning for why she ended up killing Varys is very much kind of tied to why she ended up going crazy. So, like you said, she lost all she lost all of her main advisors, her most loyal people. She lost uh, another dragon and, and all that kind of stuff just the episode prior. And so, what I think particularly is was, was detrimental with the, the kind of throwaway dialogue is that in the very first five minutes of the, the episode after. Danny lost her last dragon after Melisand, uh, Miss after Missande was killed, mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. After Cersei just said, "Nope, screw you, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not leaving, and I'm, and I'm killing your girl." Um, within the next five minutes of the next episode, there was very important dialogue that happened. That if, if I wasn't really, I wasn't paying attention the first time I saw it. Like I wasn't paying enough attention that that I missed out on it, and I because I thought all this stuff happened very quickly too. But you see, basically, Varys, he's writing his letters saying that jo that Jon Snow is actually um, a Targaryen. He's the one with the true claim to the throne, all that, not Danny. And he's sending out all these letters. Or you have to infer that he's sending out all these ravens out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then his little, his little sparrow girl comes in, and then all she says is she's still not eating. And then you, you basically have to infer that it's been a week now there's been a week that like after all that shit happened in the last episode and during this whole week Varys has been having this girl try to poison danny this whole time mm -hmm. and just because she hasn't been eating she hasn't been they haven't been successful and and now mm -hmm. and now like all all of all of danny's like her her guard and all her security and all that kind of stuff they're they're now watching her and he, and then Varys like that's their job they're supposed to do that that's fine we'll try again next time so like not only is there that, that that tells you how much time has happened and how much time she's been stewing on on, on all these these kind of very recent failures, 
she hasn't been eating either. Well, that that'll get anyone if you haven't been eating for a week. Yeah. But also, like her her closest one of her closest advisors has been actively trying to not only kill her, but usurp her power by by telling everybody who will listen that she's not supposed she doesn't have the claim to the throne. Jon Snow has claimed to the throne. So I, like all that stuff added up makes a lot of sense why she'd be like, you know what, fuck you. I'm killing you because you're an asshole. I told you never to betray me, and so now 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 that you're caught, you're done. So that makes sense. Uh, when, when you it, when you're able to step back and infer or yeah see what they're implying with all these kind of uh un, unknown kind of dialogue or un, unseen things like oh yeah that does actually kind of make sense and that's the biggest one like the biggest example that i can give people they're like no they actually talked about it it's just i agree it was very poorly done or not poorly done but like because it was so rushed i understand why you didn't catch any of that because i didn't either the first time i, I, I went through it but Dude. it makes sense now <laughs> I didn't even realize he was trying to poison her, like with the food and shit. Yeah, like, I didn't it, even catch that. Yeah, it's one of those that, like, they, again, this is one that's this is all subtle shit, like that they've been the, the groundwork they've been laying for seasons and seasons before. It was all that, like, oh, poison is the is the weapon of women, and then someone's like, and also, and also eunuchs, and they're like, oh yeah, that dude is a eunuch, and that is what he does, and he's tried to poison Daenerys before in like um like season two or season three somewhere, I forgot he tried to have Daenerys poisoned out there with his little birds and all that kind of stuff, so. There's there's track record for all of this, and and it's just one of those that, um, if if you get caught up in just looking at the episodes kind of as they're going, or even as this even in this season only, it does seem rushed and unearned and doesn't make any sense. But if you look mm-hmm. at you take a step back and look at the show as a whole, you can see all this stuff has really been building up to it, like the show has always done. Um, it's just you might not have caught that 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 thing there. It's it's. It's almost like, um, like in like in Justice League, right? So like in 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 BVS, they did the whole thing scene with the Flash, where like Martha's the key and all that kind of stuff. And then in in Justice League, when they're trying to take out Superman when he's going crazy, and then ultimately Batman brings out Lois because Lois is the key. But they don't, they never just all they had to do was just tie that in. And if if they just had one piece of dialogue where Batman said. And talk to talk to the Flash and said, "You're the one who told me mm-hmm. that Lois was the key." That would have tied that seemingly random piece of like dialogue from the previous movie in, and it would have tied everything together. And everyone would be like, "Oh, okay, cool. It's all connected." But because they just didn't say that Lois is the key, they they, they didn't say they didn't reiterate in Justice League that you told me that Lois was the key. That's why I brought her, and that's yeah. why she calmed down Superman. Like because they just didn't say that, and they relied on you to infer it. That went over so many people's heads. So I think this is that this is very similar to how things were in the last season of Game of Thrones. Like, if you were paying attention, you got it. But mm-hmm. even if you were paying attention, it didn't guarantee that you got it either. But if you caught it, then it makes total sense. But you got to explain it to everybody who didn't catch it. Exactly. I mean, that's that's how I laid it out to like her after the last episode. You know, because a lot of people were complaining about Tyrion too, like about oh, you know, he's supposed to be so smart, and he was kind of just making a lot of mistakes and kind of was almost like a fool himself. And I'm like, you know what? But um, I'm like, you know what? It's almost like it's almost feels like this is what would happen like in real life. Like nobody's yeah. infallible. You know what I'm saying? Like like people, you you know, human. You make mistakes. Um, he seemed to be making a lot of them like he gave up his man like supposedly you know that was his friend throughout all these seasons um or at least they had that mutual respect for one another and they told each other you know certain secrets um you know yeah. but he wound up and dropped a dime to to Daenerys about about Varys and she had him killed as of course you know as anybody would I guess if you're plotting against you know treason against them um you know and she even threat just threatened Tyrion about that too you know basically saying yeah you guys were discussing shit you know, because you you know this, you know what's going on, and it's because somebody told you. You know what I'm saying, and, and kind of let you know Tyrion know, like you're that's it. You know, one you know one final time, you do anything wrong, and you're done. Yeah. You know? So um, even that, like that, that also kind of boils into like when he eventually let Jamie go to try mm-hmm. to go get Cersei. You could look at this at this case. So that, that obviously was treasonous. So he went against what what Daenerys told him to do, and he let his brother go. And because because of course it's blood, the only person in his family who's ever nice to him, all that stuff makes mm-hmm. sense there. But even from just kind that of that was emotional uh, to that last. Yeah, little, oh, absolutely. The, the the what he, what that was great. And then when he found their bodies in the last episode, like that yeah. was just a total punch, like in the gut. Like oh man, it was. Yeah. 
Like I, I really felt that one because that that guy deserves every every Oscar he gets for these. Roles. <laughs> yeah. But like, so if if you look at it like that, so he yes he he, he won against uh, against Danny's wishes there, committed treason there. But in the previous episode, when he stuck staunchly to what he needed to do as hand of the queen, like he he followed his duties over his heart. Got his best friend killed. He got Varys killed because of it. Like it's it's one of those that like I was doing what I needed to do, and it still ended up kind of screwing me over because you you just killed my only friend here in 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 Westeros, kind of a thing. So it it is one of those that you can see why why Tyrion ended up kind of ultimately committing the treason and letting his brother go and all that. Partially is because of because of the blood and because of the emotion, but also because like. Every time I try to do the right thing, and I try to and I try to make all these suggestions and all that, it ends up biting me in the ass. Like even during the Battle of uh, of Winterfell, like he he wanted to have like I think as I recall, like part of his strategy was to have like um, the dragons out and 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 ready to fight and all that kind of. And then Jon Snow was like, nope. I'm gonna have my dragon over here by Bran because Bran's gonna be over here by the forest, and, yeah. and that, like well, they didn't listen to Tyrion again. So like it's one of those that he is. It's not that he's making all these bad decisions, though he was making bad decisions certainly. But even the ones that he did suggest, they didn't take. They they went on their own way, which again kind of boils down to um, kind of how bad John is as a as a leader and how bad how bad Danny is as a ruler. Like both of them, it, it, these are all kind of groundwork being laid at like. They don't deserve to be on the on on the throne because they're not good at it. They don't want like Danny wants it, but she's bad at it, as you can see from the last pre the previous X amount of seasons where she's like like she's doing all this brutal shit and the people don't like her and all that kind of stuff. And then John also bad in 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 leadership where like mm -hmm. the, the the Night's Watch killed him and all that kind of stuff. He never wants to be a leader. It just kind of keeps getting thrust upon him. And then and people get mad when he's not making the right decisions. Like, well, he didn't want to do it. You, you kept giving it to him and forcing it on him. That's why. Yeah, and he was just making different types of decisions that they weren't used to. So they're just like, what the fuck? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Which ultimately you see in the end was ultimately the right ones because he got the wildlings like on their side and ultimately they were allies and, you know, the battle against the, the White Walkers and stuff. Yeah, like that, yeah, you know? exactly. So, um, what, what did you think about that? Because those are the two big confrontations of the season. Like we had to kind of get the resolution of that and they built those guys up from the very first episode. And, that, and that's the thing I really liked, which is why, like I tell people, you know, watch the show and see kind of like the slow burn of how everything plays out because um when season one you could see like when you hear the tales about the whites and the white walkers um people don't seem to believe it it's like fairy tales to them you know um <laughs> yeah. but they show you from the very beginning um that this threat is very real like you know what i'm saying like you know it exists and you know okay it's something that's coming even though a lot of people in the world don't really believe in it um and then here we got kind of like the climatic resolution uh to the what's been built up from the very first episode. Uh, how did you think they handled it? Because we had that battle with the White Walkers and then we had to kind of get the resolution over um, the Iron Throne. And um, and so those were two of the big set pieces this season. How do you think they handled it? Uh, first, the, the battle with the White Walkers. I thought the battle itself was very cool. And I think the way that they shot it was all very well done. And that episode was crazy intense and and... And it was like I was on the edge of my seat and just kind of tensed up the entire time. And I, when, it, when it was done, I cheered. I, I had huge cheers going on when, when Arya did her thing. And then it was just like big kind of just release of emotion when it was all done. Um, so, so that episode in, in a vacuum I thought was amazing and amazingly well shot and amazingly well, like well choreographed and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was kind of disappointed. Like, I was like, so that's it? Like, <laughs> I, I thought that this was going to go, I, the way that I thought the series was going to go was that, like, the stuff with, with Cersei and the battle for the throne and would end up being secondary because of the, the greater the, the greater evil of the Night King. Mm -hmm. So when, it, like, when that threat was done three episodes before the end, I was like, oh, wait, so... So Cersei's the big, the, the big bad in this? <laughs> so I, was a little, I felt a little bit let down with that. But... um. But then, then again, again, within when you get to all the episodes, you see that Cersei isn't the big bad. Actually, Danny taking over would have been the would have been the big bad, and and that, and that that was what kind of Jon Snow's true calling was 
was to prevent that from happening. And it wasn't the, like everyone was, was shocked that John didn't get to kill the, the Night King because everyone thought that he was prophesied to be Azor High and he was going to be the one that was going to st stop the whatever the, the, the prophecy is, but like mm -hmm. stop the darkness from coming in or, or whatever exactly it was. So everyone assumed that he was going to be one, myself included, that he was going to be the one that kills the Night King. And so when it didn't happen, I was like, well, that's weird. So are they just going to not pay this off or whatever? But again, trusting in in the writers of the show and the writers of the, of the books, like it's one of those like, no, no, that just because you thought it was that we're going that way, and it didn't doesn't mean that we're not we don't know what we're doing. That just means that you weren't you weren't thinking of the right thing. That wasn't the the, the darkness that was going to take over the kingdom. The mad Targaryen taking over the kingdom is the darkness that he was supposed to be preventing, and that's what he was called to do, and why why the uh, the the God of light and all that kind of stuff. Why he was brought back was not to kill the night King, but was to prevent Danny. That's what he was there for. And I'm like, okay, I guess that now that makes more sense again, within the grand scheme of the whole show. But as of episode, like four out of six or whatever, I'm like, this, this, this holy forgot that thread. They let it, they left it dangling. And I get why people were, were like quick to judge and were upset that they were, that they were leaving all these things out. But it was one of those that, there's there's still two episodes left before the show's over. Give them the benefit of the doubt. It's it's a valid complaint that they never address it. But what if they address it in the next episode? Like just just calm down a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't shit on the show yet. There's still two more episodes to come. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's the the thing that got maybe people so upset? Because that's almost like the impression that I'm getting. Because I feel like people had certain expectations of what they expected to happen. They, you know, they thought Arya, you know, because of what she learned and being able to kind of make herself look like other people that she was, you know, I, I've heard the theories. People have the theories. And that's the thing. I feel like people get so caught up in the theories and what they think is going to happen. So then when they see what actually happens, there's no way that they could have been satisfied because they thought this is what's going to happen. You yeah. know, I, yeah, like you said, Jon Snow supposedly being the one to kill the Night King or to wind up being on the Iron Throne. Um, they said Arya was going to fucking make herself look like Jamie and wind up being the one slitting fucking Cersei's throat. You know what I'm saying? Or if that didn't happen, Daenerys was going to fucking be the one to kill Cersei with a dragon. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, so they thought they, thought they had a certain expectation for how things were going to go. And since, like, a lot of things happened that they didn't expect, they were... You know, just they had almost no other option but to be disappointed. Do you yeah. think that might be a little bit of what's going on with the people's gripes about what's going on with the show? Yeah, I think that that that's what I think is the the main thing is that things aren't going the way that everyone expected it to go. And I think that coupled with how quickly the season's going, that everyone is kind of conflating all these things. And my, my biggest fear is that they're gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like they're gonna be like, no, this show sucks, fuck this. And and they're gonna stop like recommending Game of Thrones to their friends and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I and I and I have to say that that is actually, again, 100% kudos to the writing of things. Um, and it's it's not that this is fully to the precedent of how the show has always been. They've always been about kind of subverting expectations and, and going. They, they, to put it in wrestling terms, they they always make you think it's going one way and then they'll swerve and they'll go to a completely different direction. So like. Before the red wedding in season three, you think that everything is going to be is is coming up roses for the Starks. You have Rob Stark; <laughs> he captured Jamie, he captured the Night King, and then he's going to marry this peasant girl, and he and he's got, he's got her pregnant. They're going to have a wedding, and then they ended up they ended up working out all this. They worked out all the all the drama, and you can even have your wedding over here in our in our keep in our in in our house. It's fine. And so you think everything is going to be going wonderfully, and then red wedding happens. They kill everybody. They 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 that kill the fetus crazy. in her in, in her belly. All that, that kind of crazy. stuff. They kill everyone. It's it's brutal and it's nasty. So <laughs> that's that's going the exact opposite way that you expect it to go because you think it's going to be all hunky dory and pretty, and it goes nasty. But then you we've all now become so accustomed to them flipping the script in that direction that. When they flip it the other way, when you assume something nasty is going to happen and it doesn't, and it and it plays out like, like it would normally play out, all of a sudden you're like, "Well, what the fuck is that?" But really, that's them still flipping the script. You just have it flipped the other direction now. Yeah. And, and it actually, it, it it's it's what they've always done, just not the way that we expected it to go. Um, and so you like you expect that Jamie has this arc where. Where he's he was this this asshole. He he shoves Bran out the window in, in the episode one, and he's this nasty dude. But through his 
through all of his adventuring with with Brienne of Tarth and all that kind of stuff, he becomes a much nicer person. He becomes a good guy. He loses his hand, and then he ends up he ends up knighting knighting Brienne, and then he 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 like he gives her Oathkeeper. All all this stuff. Like he's he's got this amazing arc that's going where he's gonna be the he's he's gonna be redeemed mm-hmm. and have his great character arc. But again, flipping the script the other way, like like nope. He's he's truly addicted to to Cersei. That's his sickness. And then when she's in peril, he can't he can't let her go. And it's it's almost like that 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 is proof that like he was trying to be a good guy, but never ended up being a good guy. Like it was mm-hmm. it was all him doing all these things, and and he was kind of almost superficially making all these changes. And had it not gone to that level, he probably could have fully truly changed. But deep down. He just he couldn't get over Cersei, and it's almost beautiful in that way. In that, like they had this character from the beginning, and then he was always that way, regardless of all mm-hmm. the other shit that happened. Mm-hmm. He ended up going back to his true love. It just happened that his true love was his sister, and his true love was crazy. <laughs> all he cared about the throne, but that in and of itself, like if if you cut those things out of it, this would have been like the love story of all love stories because like. Everything that had happened, he got captured, lost his hand, and then she got shamed in front of the town, and she lost like all their, they lost all their kids and on all that kind of stuff. Like it, it, it would have been a wonderful love story had they not been related or crazy. <laughs> like it, it, it would have been totally fine, and everyone would have been cool with how things went there. But because it was literally the opposite of how that story normally plays out, people are like, "This is bullshit!" Like they had all this character development, they just threw it out, and like. Well, really, they didn't. It just didn't go the way that you wanted it to go or expected it to go. And again, I'm in that boat, too. I thought for sure it was going to be this wonderful little thing and and it was all going to work out and, and all that. He's going to be become this nice guy and he's going to live happily ever after. But but no. And and again, looking at the show, taking a step back and looking at the show, this is how they've always done this kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. it, it's always gone this way. And like so you could say the same even for like let's say Littlefinger, like he, he, he was playing the, the game of Thrones, but I think better than anyone through, throughout the, the mm-hmm. whole series up until he died. But like he, he, his character stayed the same, but was, he was making all these kind of superficial changes throughout, but because he was like playing, he's playing nice. And then, but was, but was always smarmy when he got his, when he got killed at the end, everyone's like, yeah, kill him. But because mm-hmm. Jamie was like, it didn't seem like he was playing nice. It didn't feel like he was truly becoming nice, but it turns out he wasn't. Like it's 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 very similar arc in that like he was always true to himself, and he was all like he 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 never changed out of his original character. And while that means he didn't grow, um, but like that it was all like it was it was the it was the same type of character progression. Like he ended up going back to who he really was, and this is who he actually is. And then that that's he got what's coming to him because because of it. Like had he been able to make that change, he could have just stayed with Brienne and 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 like in Winterfell and would have been fine. He would have survived, could have had kids with her, all, all that kind of stuff. But because he couldn't get over it, he ended up dying. And yeah. right, he died in the arms of the woman he loved. Again, it just happened that the woman he loved was his sister. sister. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's funny though, because I never even felt like and, and that even though his character arc was pointing that way towards redemption and he did a lot to redeem himself. And even, you know what, like you know, by all accounts, he should have died, you know, when they're battling the White Walkers. You know what I'm saying? Like and and you could have said, Man, he did redeem himself if he would have died in that battle. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because he yeah. stood there and he fought, you know, and he he did uh, you know, he kept his word, which is what his sister didn't do because she promised her army towards that fight as well and of course didn't send it. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? But so he just winds up surviving, and then you just see that, yeah, he can't give up on Cersei. But I, I didn't think that was even, like, a question. Like, you know, despite, like, I didn't see, like, I almost didn't believe that he was going to hook up with Brienne. Like, I didn't either. I thought he was just throwing her a bone. Like, that's, yeah. that's what I felt that I was with. That was the one that always seemed less genuine to me. <laughs> like, the fact that he ended up finally sleeping with her. Yeah. Even more, like, he was just on her phone. Like, he was yeah. being her. <laughs> that's and, and, what I always felt, too. <laughs> and that's what it ultimately was, and that's what it, and he did, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, like, like my girl was like, he's going to do it. And I'm like, no, because I was like, he loves like Cersei. Like, he loves his yeah. sister. Like, even though he's not there with her right now, like, he loves her. 
like yeah. if she's pregnant with his kid like you know what i'm saying so it's like so you know i was like he doesn't really like he cares for brienne but not like in that way but then you see them hook up and i was like okay they went there but then you see that yeah he just threw her a bone but he really <laughs> wanted to get back to cersei like especially when you know the shit was hitting the fan and now we were getting like down to like the nitty-gritty and stuff like that you know and it's almost like you know what it's like certain things like again again i think people just didn't get what they expected um but i feel like you know what and the way they sort of ended this show um i feel like almost all the main characters everybody that was left they pretty much got a happy ending and yep. i feel and i feel like there was no other way that this could have ended like if you wanted it to be the other way where it would have been a battle the death the destruction then you know what a, a lot more of these characters weren't gonna make it out the way they made it out um here in the final episode you know what i'm saying like and i felt like the the, the way they kind of played things out followed like a almost like a very realistic pattern of events where it's like you know what uh maybe it wasn't what people expected maybe you thought this would have happened or that would have happened but the way this all played out just basically because of the way all the characters that you like how they happen to turn out towards the end of this i'm like you know what i feel like i, I was very satisfied um yeah. you know what i'm saying because Maybe people expected John on the Iron Throne. He never wanted it, despite being the rightful heir to it. He this nothing that he ever wanted for himself. And then, so I, this is the way I explained it to Jesse. I'm like, so okay, so the way they kind of wrapped it all up with his punishment is you got to you got to go join the Night's Watch again and and be at the Wall or whatever. He hooked up with his wildling friends. You could see there's women and children there. He's not supposed to have a, a wife or father children. But he's out there doing whatever the fuck he wants, like exactly. north of the wall now. And you can see there's women and children. So obviously, you know, he's going to settle down, get a woman, have kids and, and do whatever makes him happy. And you can see everybody there. He's still kind of like in that leadership role with those people. And it's yeah. people that he's happy being with. So I'm like, happy ending for him. Arya sets off on her ship to discover other parts of, of fucking Westeros that have never been discovered. Almost like Christopher Columbus or whatever. And, you know, you have your Stark fucking brand on a banner. And, like, she's kind of, like, happy and set off and kind of, like, doing her own thing. Sansa becomes queen of the fucking North. The North is an independent kingdom. Kind of like what they always wanted almost from the beginning um, because they're so segregated anyway um you know what i'm saying so that's almost like a happy ending for her she kind of throughout all the bullshit she had to go through throughout all these different seasons she wound up in a very good place like at the end uh you know bran becomes king and even though that seems like it's out of left field you know he has no desire to, like Jon Snow to be in that position. So he's going to be a, a just king because he's not really interested in being the king like really anyway. Um, you know what I'm saying? He's not like devious or anything like that. So now you don't have to worry about a, a king in the you know that's tyrannical or whatever that's going to be doing bad shit to the people to the subjects and now it's basically Tyrion fucking running shit you know with the council of people that he's there with at that table you know what i'm saying because brand's just off doing his own thing so who does it fall to the hand you know what I'm saying? You know, what I'm saying? so he winds up in a good fucking place, and then you see the other characters that kind of uh, surviving and, and being a part of all that. You know, you know, Brienne, you know, being I guess Kingsguard. You see that Podrick got knighted. Fucking, um, you know, Terry in his hand. Uh, you got fucking what's his name? Varos. Is, uh, Sir, Sir Davos is there. Sir Davos, Davos is there. Fucking, um, you got Bron fucking <laughs> there. You know what I'm saying? So he winds up surviving and getting through all this shit if that would have went any other way like let's say they went to war with the unsullied over what happened with Daenerys I mean Jon Snow he had he you could see he was torn and he did what he had to do because you know Daenerys becoming the mad queen and the flip and listen it happened you know what I'm saying even though I, you would think she would never kill innocent people or whatever she burnt down King's Landing and she yeah, killed a lot of people yeah, she's killing children and everything like that like yeah. it, was, it was brutal you know so so no other choice but to fucking put her down because obviously through that final conversation with her he was almost like testing her like like okay so what's gonna happen to everybody you saw her grand speech to the army saying you know from Winterfell fucking to to fucking wherever you know what I'm saying that they were gonna go through with the army and basically 
just run roughshod, you know what I'm saying? Because because to to put people in their place, you know what I'm saying? And she's and she's gonna do it through fear. She was saying it because she wasn't getting the love through the people. So again, it's like you said earlier, you know, there's certain because of the the brevity of all these episodes, the, the lines, you had to pay attention to the lines and everything that was in there. And you just kind of had to infer with the passage of time, that time was passing, even though it seemed like this thing was happening very quick and very fast. Um, time was going by. So, you know, even though you didn't get to see the stewing, the stewing was happening. We just didn't really get to see it. Right. Um, so that's call that a strike or not. You know, if, if, you know, if whatever, whatever camp you're in, it's fine. Um, but I, I feel like I'm not bothered. Um, cause I feel like the way things wound up playing out, uh, a lot of the main characters wound up in a very good place. Uh, the, the Westeros winds up being in a very good place at the end of it. Um, it's still, you know, a monarchy, but you know, you know, the Kings will be chosen now. It's no longer going to be left up to lineage. Um, you know, so you could kind of see the beginnings, you know, they had the little joke on democracy there, when, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? When Sam was like, you know, maybe it should be left up to the people and everybody laughed at him. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, again, like you said, a very kind of like political show, uh, which is like, wow, like interesting because, you know, it, it attests, you know, the popularity of the show. You don't think it would, it would be so popular, you know, based that it's based so much on politics. I, I felt the same way with House of Cards. House of Cards, same thing. Um, it's not it's one even of the funny. It's like, like I know that that Bobby's always talked about. Like his favorite parts of the whole Star Wars stuff is all the politics. That's my least favorite part. I think all this shit with like Padme and the Council is mm -hmm. boring as hell. Show me some more clones like fighting. Show me some more Jedi fights and all that kind of stuff. That's the part that interests me. But but credit to them, he loves the politics stuff. And that this this show is all politics. That I would have thought that I would never want to see this, and it would be boring. But nope, they got me in. Like I was, I was genuinely like interested to see who was going to end up on the throne and 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 how it was all going to play out at the end. Like it, it's one of those that you you never would expect it, but but damn if it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And 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 I think it's just a good way that they mix the politics of that world along with the fan a little bit more of the fantastical elements, like with the dragons and stuff like that. Um, they kind of nudity, lots of nudity. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's always a <laughs> that's always a bonus, I think you could say. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I think overall they did a good job. I mean, you could definitely say these last two seasons did feel rushed because the pace uh, was definitely different compared to what we were accustomed to in the earlier seasons. But I feel like it's the series overall is still definitely worth a watch if you haven't watched it. Um, and now that it's all out there and it's available, um, you get to binge it, you know, at your own pace and know that you get to see the whole series. Um, um, and maybe that'll affect, um, you know, the way people view it. Because, you know, pe for people that aren't invested, they'll just watch it and be like, oh, I thought maybe that that wound up being good. Um, you know, instead of the people that were maybe there and invested for years and years and years, like waiting for these episodes to come out. Um, I came in after season three. So I was able to binge, you know, seasons one to three and then watch from season four as the episodes were coming out then, um, you know, but I think it's definitely like, I don't know, maybe a gift and a curse for the people that get to come in like after the fact um, and get to binge it all. I think it's a plus because you get to watch it all and not have to wait. Um, but but you, I, I definitely recommend multiple viewings just to kind of absorb everything that this series uh, has to offer because there's so fucking much going on. You yeah, know. definitely. It's definitely worth the watch if you just just if you like well done television, it's it, it's worth the watch just from that aspect alone. Um, but it's funny, like my my nephew had never seen this show uh, up until he just started watching it. I think like a few weeks ago, and so he was basically he was just cramming through it all, watching it all at two times speed and all that kind of stuff. So again, like we talked about, the, the first most the first majority of the show, you can do that. And and it'll be fine because the, the dialogue goes by quickly. You don't need to catch everything. You can just you can just you, you'll you'll get the gist of everything. And you'll learn who everybody is. But if you're watching these last two seasons at two times speed, you'll you're bound to miss important shit. So like, just keep if you're gonna do what he did, just make sure you watch at regular speed and pay attention to the last two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you'll miss shit for sure. <laughs>
Exactly. You got to take in every moment that they give you, because, again, it's like a lot of things need to be inferred here. And uh, and that's the only detriment for them, I guess. I don't know why they opted. I don't know if it was a budget thing, a money thing. I, I don't know what it was uh, for them to decide to go with shortened seasons these last two seasons. But well, it's, um, it's, it, my, my, that was one of the reasons that my nephew is actually my other nephew was so mad about it was because he's like, they offered them more money. They said they could have more episodes if they wanted to, but they turned it down. So it was their fault that this season sucked. I'm like, hang on a second. Like, even though you may, <laughs> you may have been offered that, and and yes, I, I fully believe that that they were offered. You could take as much time as you want, or you can take it. You, we'll, we'll pay you more, or whatever, whatever it might have been. There, there's still way more that goes into those kinds of decisions than just, oh yeah, we got more time and we got more money. Like, it's they. They, they they filmed like the Battle of Winterfell like like sixty two days at night like they like people I'm sure were were they were ready to be done with it at that point like they didn't want to keep doing that and you, all of these actors I think they're they they want to do other things and some of them have been able to but for the most part like if they're if they're like big in the show like I think it was a big controversy when like Jon Snow cut his hair or something like that or when when Kit Harington cut mm. his hair for another role like there's like the actors even though they're making a boatload of money like they're still tied to the show and for as long as the show is going they're, they're that's where the contract is and like they're not able to do other things as freely as they may have been able to so there's there's definitely more involved with all with all this but like these episodes cost millions and millions of dollars to make this last season. They got, they got, they spent a boatload of money on mm. it. So, so it's, it's one of those that I think it was almost a double-edged sword of the show being so popular that they could get pretty much whatever they wanted. But it's always one of those, you don't really, you can't, that doesn't mean you have full, full reign to literally do whatever you want. Like there's still other kind of politics that, that kind of come into play when it comes to actors and Hollywood and all that kind of stuff. Like, this is probably the best that we could have hoped for for the ending of the show, I think. And I think that even though people would have like wanted more or wanted to go a different way, like you said, I think there, there's, there's almost some poetry to the fact that everyone, everyone remaining really got their happy ending. And mm -hmm. if they were to have done this brutal battle at the end or whatever, like they someone, someone, someone needed to kill Cersei. I can't believe she got, she just got, she got just the, the castle fell on her or whatever. Like, not everyone's death has to be some big epic death. Like this yeah, is yeah. like she got killed. Like she she pulled a she pulled a Grand Moff Tarkin basically. Like they told her like we might want to leave the, the Red Keep. We're like no, nope, the Red Keep is the most is the most stable yeah. place, the safest place it could be. Like evacuate <laughs> in our moment of triumph. Like nope, I'm gonna stay right here. And because of that, that's really the reason she ended up dying. And and metaphorically, like her own hubris killed her because she didn't leave. But also like the 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 weight of 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 her trying to to stay on the throne, like so, when then the castle fell on her. That that metaphorically, that's that all is what killed her. So I'm like, that's that's actually pretty awesome. And then, the, like you said, the that basically how Stark wins at the end, and when when season one is about how how they were totally fucked over when mm -hmm. when when Ned got his head cut off because Joffrey was just an asshole. Like there's there's some poetic justice there at the end mm -hmm. and it's beautiful and then even though like there's there like john got quote unquote punished by having to go to to to, to join the night's watch again like you said it's not really the night's watch that's just that was just how they appeased gray worm basically mm -hmm. so they, they like we're, we're banishing him there when we all know he's he's got his buddies he's got his dog finally and like he can he's do all these happy. things and yep. yeah exactly he he didn't want he didn't want the throne so he doesn't get the throne that's what he really wants he gets he's going up north and then and then like uh dragon or drogon has gone out east and then mm -hmm. and then uh and then Arya is going out west and then uh gray worm is going south like it's i like again metaphorically like the the map is expanding in all directions and so the spin-off I don't know if it's going to be before or after or whatever, but it can go in any of those places now. And it'll be a cool way to kind of expand the universe that we've all come to love, really. Like we, we, we've we loved kind of what the, the universe that they build here, built here, but there's so much more. This is just basically one small area. There's way more other stuff going on that we're, we're going to hopefully be able to see now moving forward and all those kind of things. And really it was only, you could only do it by wrapping things up in this way and by, by really having an end to things and by having by really breaking that will that wheel and letting Bran the Broken become king and by 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 that that in essence changes everything now and allows you then to do this other stuff. Because if it, otherwise if it was still 
if the wheel was still going, like then there would just be more battles coming up and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And it was then all this other stuff that could have happened or that is now happening could never have happened. So it makes sense again in the grand scheme. If you take a if you take a step back and look at the show as a whole, it makes total sense. But you just have, you just have to do that. You can't just look at it in in the concentrated just this season or anything, even or even yeah, or even this last two seasons. You got to look at it for the show overall, and it all ends up making sense. Yeah, and you mentioned spinoffs and stuff, and that's interesting because you know they're not gonna let this just go and and end. Um, you know, there's too much money into this franchise, so uh, that's what I heard. They might be doing prequel series or maybe just spinoffs based off other characters where they could just uh, probably expand on on the world that you've seen um, here in Westeros, and, and that's like awesome. You know, what I'm saying because for the people that love the fiction or whatever like why let it die when it's uh, it's almost like star wars or marvel or dc or any other universe um you there's so many stories that could be told um you know within it so uh we'll see what happens as far as like the releases of the final two books and you know when that comes out you could read them and then see where the you know where they deviated the storylines and stuff like that because i think even you know for people that are fans of both uh even though that's something that could divide people i think it's also interesting for the people that are into both both um, sides of that media to be able to, you know, they have their show, but they have their book and they could just kind of see how it all plays out, um, you know, in the end and stuff. So I hope people get that soon. And, um, and you know, hopefully that these spinoffs or, or whatever that they're planning based off this series, um, hopefully it holds up to the, the same level of overall quality that I think most people have come to expect from this series. You know, because I think overall, a lot of people love it. They, there was a lot of hype and there was a lot of, oh, my God, Game of Thrones. Oh, my God, Game of Thrones. And it, it was only up until like when Danny turned where I felt like people turned turned on it and shit like that yeah and, um you know what i'm saying so it, like i said i think i just I, sometimes i just feel people are just they didn't get what they want you know what i'm saying and uh and that's why they're so like upset uh you know what i'm saying but i think overall like if you were paying attention um I, I i think you can't really be too upset over the way it all played out and, and that's the thing that's the beauty of it people are always going to be divided on things um you know, as as they are, uh, you know, when you have so many fans that are into something and it's the same thing with Dexter or with Lost or with any yeah. other series that had a series finale, um, you're always going to split the audience in the way that series wound up ending. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it's, it's funny because yeah, we always talk about wrestling on the show. Um, I was I was Cesaro actually has a great like interpretation of the show he says he views this as kind of the anti-fairy tale like it's set in this fantastical world but game of thrones is is very much the opposite of what the way that you expect things to go and i think that is that's that's a perfect way to describe all this kind of stuff like you think it's all going one way and even when you get the happy endings that that what you actually want is that the happy ending and within this world the happy ending even then is still not truly like what you expected it to be and i think that's i think again there, there's there's some beauty to that like it's it's very cool that they've been able to do that and and really to the very end kind of do things against what you expected to be like to again to, to subvert that expectation all the way through the end there is it's 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 a remarkable feat that they've been able to accomplish there yeah man yeah i agree you know, so I guess we'll see where they uh, wind up going from here. I mean, it was a long wait between uh, from the last season to this one. So I don't know if the wait's going to be as long to start seeing these prequels and spinoffs. But I guess, uh, you know, time will tell on that. So great, great discussion, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap on that one right there. Uh, just let the people out there listening know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, you can find me, Paul Chu, uh, mostly active on Facebook, otherwise on Instagram at paulchu1. Um, you can also catch me on the Building Up To It podcast, um, a Lego podcast, on the Bricks on the Dollar YouTube channel, um, but also part of the Cool Table Network, along with this show, along with many other shows that Jose is a part of as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, check us out if you love Lego. Uh, otherwise, I'll see you on the pages. All right, dude. Cool. Thanks for coming on, and I'll uh, be back with you very, very soon.
Alright guys, I hope you really enjoyed that And once again, I want to thank my co-host Paul C For hopping on and having a conversation here with me on Verbally Challenge And if you guys like what you heard And if you guys ever want to join me here You're more than welcome Just hit me up on social media You can find me everywhere at Harrick and BX That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live And the PlayStation Network All over social media All you gotta do is Google Harrick and BX uh, You could also follow me on Instagram At diaz 4 fitness for a little bit more of the personal stuff if you guys choose to do so before we head out some quick shout outs remember to check out realmacollectors.com we're on facebook as a group realm of collectors we're on instagram at realm of collectors check out the podcast on the realm of collectors youtube channel enter the realm and break in the mold mondays and tuesdays respectively at 8 p.m eastern standard time check out figure banging every other wednesday night 9 30 p.m eastern standard time and mpsp theater every single friday night to around nine ish with nick brammer and the rest of the crew all those shows on the realm of collectors youtube channel this show verbally challenged is a proud part of the cool table so please pull up a chair it's a network hub for like-minded podcasts including into the realm breaking the mold Chattercast uncut nerd rage radio plastic fanatics toy detox Stasis Slock, building up to it fresh communication beer and boats is 40k eight weeks and verbally challenged you can find a cool table on facebook along with links to all those other awesome podcasts all right guys that's it that's the episode thank you for the download thank you for the stream thank you for listening we really really appreciate it we'll be back soon real real soon in the next episode all right so take care stay safe and peace out